Hello, my name is Renee. And if you love music as much as I do, I totally recommend you check out my new podcast series. It's called Break It Down Again with Renee. And what I do is I grab a song from the past and I break it down for you. I tell you little details about who, what, when, and where it was recorded and whatever happened around at the same time that song was released. It's fun and you might find out a couple of things that you might not know about it. So don't forget to check it out. Break it down again with Renee. Available everywhere you listen to your podcasts, like this one, the one you're listening to right now. Are you ready? All right, let's do this. Grab your coffee. Hey, you guys, how are you? Well, you know what? I'm going to do this. I just hit record, and we'll see what happens from this point forward. Um, Cooper's here next to me. He's making noise. If you hear any noise, that's because he's here. I didn't expect to hit record and actually start doing something right now. Um, am I nervous? Not really, because I'm not expecting anything whatsoever out of this. Just something to be able to share my love for music. Through the years, I've determined that music and I are one. I don't know how to read music. I don't know how to write lyrics. But what I can tell you is that I love a good song. It could be its catchy riff. It could be a catchy bass line. It can be a good drum solo. It could be an amazing voice. Anything that I think is worth my time, I'll take the time to listen to and go through it and eventually dissect what I hear. Um, when it comes down to music, there are so many genres that are covered by everyone. But I think, for the most part, we don't need to cover pop or um, something that's, I guess, commercial in a sense, what everybody's listening to. That doesn't necessarily mean that if everybody's listening to it, it's no good or it's really good. It just means that somebody found the formula to write something so catchy that a lot of people can listen to it. And that's wonderful. I think for the most part, mo most artists dream with that, with having a song that takes them to the next level. Some might actually hate the fact that one particular song took them to the next level and some like it. I don't know. I, I, I've spoken to many artists and many times, uh, as you might already know, and I've come to the conclusion that no matter who you talk to, it's a very rare moment that an artist, once it's been years since a song that took them to the top, um, that they fall in love with the song. They love it when they're writing it. They love it when it gets presented. They love it when it's taking them to the top. But once it becomes their staple, it's like, uh, do I have to sing this every night? I mean, that's something that we have to talk about and think about for a second. Imagine writing something that you are going to have to sing for the rest of your life if it becomes a hit. You're basically marrying this song to your story, to everything that 
you are that you are going to be doing for the rest of your life. You're giving birth to the song. So when writers, singers, and all these artists are in the process, I don't think that they're thinking about that. First, they want to create their music, and then we'll see what happens kind of thing. Shoot now, ask questions later. That's what I call it. And the one thing I don't want to do is limit myself to Spanish or English music or any other language for that matter, if I can understand it, um, in this shit. I'm going to call it podcast, and I don't even know why, because it's not really going to be something that I'm going to focus myself on. Or maybe I am. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like one of these singers, songwriters that I'm doing it because I love it. And what if it becomes the one thing that I'm remembered for for the rest of my life? Forget about those years that I spent on the radio. Forget about everything and everyone that I interviewed. Maybe this is what takes me to the next level. I don't know. I'm not doing it with that intent. Um, Ever since I was a kid... I've always liked my parents' music. I've always liked the stuff that most people don't tend to listen to. Um, I think the trendiest singer that I can think of that I've loved, and even to this day I think, you know, some people are ashamed to say it, but I'll say it anyway. I loved Michael Jackson growing up. I really did. There was nothing bigger than him. That doesn't mean that he was my favorite artist or that he had my favorite songs of all time. In fact, my favorite song of all time is nothing close to to, 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 to Michael Jackson. Well, maybe throughout the years, I guess, um, they might have been on the same top 100, perhaps. But I don't know if if you can say that it's the same genre because... Even though it was pop music, my favorite top song of all time is Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Tears for Fears. And that song, the reason I love it so much was because that was my awakening moment. Maybe some of you remember yours, maybe not. But that was the moment when I heard something other than my parents' music. And I thought to myself, son of a bitch, I love this song. And I was a kid. You know, I must have been, I don't know, maybe four, five, maybe maximum. And I was blown away by the by the whole concept of the guitar and this riff that goes into this drum solo kind of thing. I was a kid. I didn't know what I was listening to. All I knew is that I fell in love with that song. And from then on, I started listening to my music. As a, as a kid, I could tell you that I loved music that was, I guess you want to call it organic. It took a drummer, a bass player, a guitar player, a couple of singers. Needless to say, I grew up with the Beatles. You know? The way I see it, as far as history and music goes, there's music before the Beatles, and there's music after the Beatles. There isn't anyone in this world that has not done anything inspired by the Beatles. Maybe the singer of a group hates the Beatles, but the drummer and the bass and the guitar players love the Beatles. Someone, somewhere, some way, 
was inspired by the Beatles. That's why I say life before the Beatles and life after the Beatles. There's talent all around. I'm not saying that there wasn't. There's plenty of talent everywhere. I love jazz. American standards, my God. I could eat that stuff up all day. I can sit there and listen to Ella. I can sit there and listen to Old Blue Eyes. I can sit there and listen to even the modern ones like Michael Buble. I can sit there and listen to that all day long. Honestly, I can. Um, but I'm going to have to say that rock and roll is my favorite genre. And it doesn't necessarily have to be heavy metal. That's another subgenre, right? Of rock and roll. And I can sit there and listen to it all day too. Uh, but also, there's music that inspired me to become who I am as a person. So many artists. Um in Spanish and English, right? I remember the first time I heard Caifanes and my mind was blown. And that triggered for me to listen to Fobia, a little bit of El Tri de Mexico and uh, Héroes del Silencio, Café Tacuba. And little by little, those became not my staple, but they became my my younger years. They became the music that I d identified with. That's not to say that Duran Duran wasn't part of my youth either. Um, the Wedding Album, my God. <laughs> Back in 1993, I was playing that album over and over again. But I was also playing Dookie from Green Day. And I was also listening. <laughs> These are the, the CDs, okay? Because back then we carried CDs um, that I carried in my, in, 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 my, in my backpack. In school, we were not allowed to carry our CD players or our um, cassette players. So I would stow it away in my backpack because I used to live in L.A. back then. And I would get bussed to the valley where I live now, San Fernando Valley. And we're talking about a good hour to an hour and a half sometimes of a drive, commute, if you want to call it that, to get to school. So music was something that I would carry in my backpack all the time. I would go through a set of double A's every single day. My poor parents, I swear, they would have to buy me batteries. And back then, batteries were not cheap. If you think they're expensive now, shit, they were expensive back then. And I would go through a pack at least every single day. Two batteries, double A's on my disc man. It was fun. It was a fun time. Um, you had to hear the whole album. Singles were released in tapes. So you'd go to like uh, the warehouse or Music Plus and you would pick up that song that you were listening to on whatever station you happened to be listening to when it came on and you would purchase that until the whole album came out. Now, most people would grab a tape sit by their uh, radio, release the pause button, because that was the best way to do it, and start recording the song and pray to God that the friggin' DJ wouldn't talk into it or out of it. That's how most of us created a mixed album. We would grab the things off the air and pray to God that there was good signal, nobody would pass by and move the antenna, and that the DJ wouldn't talk. 
good old radio days, right? We can sit here and talk about that all day, and we're probably going to someday. I'm going to dissect this little by little. I'm going to share all my thoughts and all my ideas and all my all the things that I've lived throughout my life that I think most of you might have shared. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. If you grew up 90s, odds are you and I have a lot in common. Part 80s, most 90s. So back to Michael Jackson. He was my favorite singer back then. And um, I was very upset when he passed away. Yes, I was. And I remember writing something on Facebook because back then Facebook was the shit. And I remember writing that for the most part, everybody's ashamed to say, to admit to the fact that we loved Michael Jackson. And I considered myself one of those people that hid it from everyone. But my close friends knew it. They still mock me to this day. They're like, oh, here comes Renee. All right. You know, we got to get the Michael Jackson tapes ready. Not even the songs, the tapes. Yeah, there was nothing else for me to, 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 to listen to back then as far as they're concerned. They don't know. But, of course, they are also the ones that, because of me, they listen to rock and Español or any type of rock and roll now. And I'm not going to say any names, William, but um, that was life for me growing up. Music and video games. Music and video games. That's what I had going on. Whew. So back in 1993, there was this group called um, Alexinte y la Gente Normal. And they put out this album that was, to me, amazing because it was influenced a lot by music that you'd never heard of before. Um, for those of you who don't know, back in the 90s, even late 80s, you could get music from Europe, United Kingdom or whatever. They were um, imported. And I remember the Music Plus near my house. Um, it was a two-story Music Plus. So you had the first floor, which had all the hits and everything that's trending, singles on the left-hand side, the tapes. And on the right-hand side were all the full, you know, complete uh, albums, whether it be CD or tape, you could find them on the right hand side. But if you went upstairs to the right corner of this Music Plus, you would find European imports and you would be able to find groups like um, OMD, Depeche Mode, these artists that you could never ever hear here in the US, Prefab Sprout. And it was so cool to be able to hear that and then. Uh, come to find out that in Spanish, there are a few groups that are influenced by these other groups that you've never heard of. And you're thinking to yourself, son of a bitch, I don't think they're trying to copy them, but they sure as hell are trying really hard to mimic what they're doing. Their own style, of course. Quality. At the end of the day, I think we all deserve good music. And I know, like beauty... It's in the eye of the beholder. Each person has their idea of what quality music is. But to me, quality music means not just things that rhyme and fuck it. I said, you know, repetitive sounds. I can't stand it. I cannot for the life of me. So Alex Sintek y la gente normal had this album. And when I heard it, I was like, 
shit, they are trying really hard. How come this isn't on the radio? And back then, Spanish music was... Blech. Honestly, there wasn't much, at least on radio. You would hear Chayanne, you would hear Luis Miguel, you would hear Los Bukis, Los Temerarios, you know, stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, it's cool and all, but that's not who I identified with, at least in Spanish. 1993, you guys, we're talking about power rock and roll as far as Spanish music goes. Um, names I mentioned already. Eros del Silencio. They started in 1985, 86, 87, and they had become an, a, a name back then. 1993 already, been they've been touring probably for like four or five years, right? You had Café Tacuba. You had my favorite, Caifanes. They were already on their third album. 1993, they were already on their third album. They didn't have airtime. Nobody played their music. Shit, in Mexico, they had a hard time playing Spanish rock, for crying out loud. In fact, now that I bring up Caifanes, the only reason why they became a thing is because somebody decided to flip their album and play La Negra Tomasa. And that's how they were... I guess, um, discovered. But there's more on that later. Honestly, there's so much I can talk about that. Right now, I'm just trying to make a point about music and how it's impacted everything that I've done in my life and who I've become. And I remember the first song I heard from that album from Alex Sintek y La Gente Normal. It was called El Camino. And my God, my mind was going 100 miles an hour, I'm like, I can relate to this. This is something that speaks to me. And it wasn't about love, and it wasn't about, you know what I mean? It wasn't your typical music. It was a little different, it, you know? And the song went like this. El camino no se acaba. Continuaré sin descanso. Si logro llegar... Hasta el punto final, donde no hay más por andar. Y desde ahí me acordaré de ti. Y escucharás mi voz cerca de ti. Te esperaré cuando puedas venir. Y compartir de aquí a la eternidad. And I was like, wow, this has like a rock and roll beat to it. It's not your typical, you know, it's got nice rhythm to it. I can listen to this over and over. And I did. These lyrics were amazing to me because it, it had that airy feeling that I enjoyed from, like I said, groups like Tears for Fears or Toto for that matter. You know, the road does not end there. El camino no se acaba. I'll carry on without any rest. Continuaré sin descanso. If I can reach the end point, si logro llegar hasta el punto final, where there's no longer anywhere else to walk, donde no hay más por andar, and from there, I'm going to remember you, y desde ahí me acordaré de ti, and you'll hear my voice near you, y escucharás mi voz cerca de ti. I'll be waiting for you when you finally arrive. Te esperaré 
cuando puedas venir. And share eternity from there on. Y compartir de aquí a la eternidad. No, you won't forget about me. No, tú no te olvidarás de mí. I will make sure you remember. Yo voy a hacerte recordar. I'm sorry, but you can't get that shit nowadays. No disrespect to these people because they're obviously doing something right. At least for the masses. But they're doing it, right? They're in, but it's not me. And perhaps I'm placing myself in an age group. And perhaps I'm not. Maybe I'm speaking for other people that have wanted to say something like this, but they haven't because of the fact that they're afraid that they're going against what everybody else is doing. And there's my connection to Michael Jackson. Maybe they're ashamed to say that they actually like it, but because everybody else stopped listening to them or because everybody else isn't listening to them, it's not cool anymore. So if you like a group, if you like a song, and it's not what everybody else is listening to, be proud. Love it. Enjoy it. Live it. Because music is not something that everybody else listens to. Music is what you make of it. What it makes you feel when you're listening to it. All right, you guys. Um, I'm going to call this Break It Down Again with Rene Pineda. And it's going to be a separate podcast. Okay? I'm putting this one under Grab Your Coffee with Rene Pineda because I wanted to present it to you. Hopefully, you enjoyed this as much as I did right now. My time just went by like this. And I'm going to try to break down all these songs for you. Artists, lyrics, and I'll translate them. Perhaps some of you may not understand exactly what they're trying to say. And I'll try to break down the actual meaning of the song. At least what I think they're talking about. Whoever the singer is. Follow me on Instagram. René Alaire. René Alaire. Or just search René Pineda. I'll be wearing a video game t-shirt or something. Okay? Lots of love. Love the music. Live the music. Hello. I really hope you enjoyed that last episode. If so, be sure to subscribe and turn on your notifications. This way, you'll know every time I drop a new episode. Also, if you're enjoying the content, why not help support the project? Either one, grab your coffee with Rana Pineda or break it down again. You'll find the link in my bio on my Instagram page. Look for me under Rana Pineda or Rana Alaire. Thanks for the support.